everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. As we continue our stories from camp this summer, today we're going to be talking about boys, kissing, and how I learned how to have appropriate relationships with the people at camp. Before I start this episode, I really need to give you guys some background information just so you kind of understand where I was coming from as I came to camp that first summer in my skirts and long hair and like zero understanding of boys and sexuality and all that kind of stuff. So my parents joined our cult in 1993, which I actually find ironic because that's the year that Waco was uh, happened in Texas. And it's like, oh, really? Uh, you joined a cult the same year? Haha, <laughs> that's so funny. So we went to this big conference in Knoxville, Tennessee. I was 12 years old. We went down with some friends of ours that had also joined and their older son, I think he was 13 or 14 at the time. And we had been friends since we were little, probably since I was in kindergarten. We had known them forever and we'd just been friends. And at this conference, I learned that boys and girls could not be friends. Like it was not okay for boys and girls to be friends. And so I basically told him, on the way home, like we can't be friends anymore. And it was just a super awkward, awkward way home. I mean, it was just really, really awkward. And yeah, then we weren't friends anymore. And I really didn't have a whole lot to do with anything with boys for the next probably five years. We changed churches. We started going to this, my cultic church where there was just um, boys and girls were together in our not really youth group, but youth events. And yet it was really just kind of discouraged to be friends with each other. And then you have the whole element of crazy courtship going on where you don't actually know each other, but um, somebody has like an inkling towards a girl and pretty soon they're courting thanks to the arranged marriage by their parents. So it was just this weird kind of thing. And I honestly didn't know what to do with boys. Like I, I, I liked them, but I didn't know what to do with them. And there was some really awkward interactions that happened over the years. Um, there was just people within our organization that had even stricter standards for themselves. Like I remember hearing stories about some boy who wouldn't shake a girl's hand during the greeting time at church because he had vowed never to touch or look at a girl or something like that. Talk or talk to her, touch her. It was something crazy. And I was like, what? But yeah, that's just where I was coming from. And so fortunately for me, I had a younger brother. He was two and a half years younger than me. He was still two and a half years younger than me. And he and his friends like would come over and I would hang out with them. And so you would kind of get to know how to handle boys thanks to my brother and his goofy friends. So that was fun. I remember his 13 year old birthday party with all of his friends. That was, that was interesting. So that was my experiences with boys. And from the time that I was 17 until I went to camp at 21, there was another four years where I was kind of trying to get to know how to handle boys, but I don't know, like, they were fun, but it was just, you didn't have a whole lot of experience or opportunities even within our organization. So here I am at camp, my little junior high self and my 21 year old body with all these boys. And it was just this crazy learning experience. Boys my age scared me because they were just too serious. Like these 20 something year old boys were looking for a dating relationship or even a marriage partner. And I was like, whoa, dude, no, I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how to have interactions with boys. And so 
I tended to find myself gravitating towards um, the younger guys. So even the high schoolers that were working there at camp or junior high kids that came to help with different things. And we would just have fun together. We would just talk and goof around and tease and eat ice cream in the kitchen at night and just all kinds of just fun, goofy stuff that was just, it seemed safe to me. I could, I could learn how to interact with boys without having these men decide they wanted to marry me or something like that. Because that was just my experiences growing up. Like men were just serious and scary. And so boys were safer. But <laughs> I just I just wanted to figure it out. I don't have to date anybody. I just wanted to figure it out. But I look at myself and I apparently was a natural flirt. And so it was really easy for me to learn how to engage with boys. And, and I was a natural flirt. And I was totally sexually naive natural flirt. And so it was just Ah, yeah. I mean, I look back on those summers and I'm like, wow, yikes. Um, <laughs> scary. But I could also go to an ice princess in like 0.2 seconds. So I would be flirting with you and having a great time. And then you would say something that made me just feel a little uncomfortable or come across just a little too serious. And boom, like I would become this ice princess. And I had perfected ice princess over the years in my cult. Because I was not interested in courtship, but I was not interested in half these guys who came along. And so I just was really good at being an ice princess. I could push you away faster than you haven't had any idea what happened. And so there's this contradiction happening within me at camp. You know, I'm like flirting and having fun and goofing around people. And then boom, ice princess, like, don't come any closer. You you know, not, no, mm -mm, not going to happen. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> I have these great memories of these junior high kids that came to help with our um, handicapped campers. We had my very first week of handicapped campers. We had this group that came in from a church. It was a big youth group and there was boys and girls together, but there's like three boys and we just, we just hit it off and we just had goofy times together. I mean, like seriously funny. I had bought ice cream for myself and I had it in my freeze with my name on it and some other person came and ate it and they felt bad for me. So they bought me new ice cream and we sat in the dining hall, like I said, and ate ice cream at night with their leader. And it was just, just those kinds of fun interactions. And I was just innocent. And I was able to just learn how to like talk to them and how to have interactions and, and you know, how to, how to do this thing. But I was 21. So I remember some of the counselors saying like, Christy, you got to stop flirting with the maintenance guys who were in high school. And I was like, I'm not flirting with them. They're like, yeah, you are. But I really didn't know. I mean, I was just, to me, I was just being goofy. I was just teasing. I was just messing around. We were just having fun together. And I did not understand the vibes that I was giving off. I did not understand um, even just the attraction that I that I had for people. Like I didn't, I just didn't get it. I was clueless when it came to interacting with boys. But like I said, I was completely clueless when it came to sexuality. Like I had very basic, minimal understanding. I came to camp. I had never kissed anybody. I had never been kissed. I had never even held hands with anybody. I had never had a boyfriend. And so it was just this whole range of things that I did not know. And like I said, there was this strange combination where I would be super flirty and not realizing how, um, what kind of vibes I was giving off. And then at the same time, I would be like, no, 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 that's it. I'm done. And yeah. So kissing. There was this lighthouse skit that they did my first year that I was there. And they eventually did away with it because they decided it wasn't really appropriate, which is probably a good idea. But the lighthouse skit, there was two light, light keepers, and there was one unsuspecting lighthouse that they would usually pull up from, I would say the audience, but we didn't do it with campers because that would be totally inappropriate. It was usually some staff member that didn't understand the skit, hadn't seen it yet, or something like that. And so 
they did not do it to me. They were going to do it to me, but then they decided better of it, which is probably a good idea because, like I said, I'd never been kissed. And so the lighthouse stands there, and the lighthouse keepers like are trying to light the lighthouse, and they run around going up the stairs and down the stairs, and they forget things, and the matches get wet, blah, blah, all this kind of stuff. And there's a storm coming, and there's a boat that's about to crash in the rocks. And so at the last minute, they're like, I know how to make the lighthouse light up. And they go, one, two, three, and then they both kiss the lighthouse on the cheeks. And the person gets embarrassed because it's usually two guys that are doing the lighthouse keeping and the girl who's the lighthouse. And um, lights up. So, yeah, lighthouse kit. And I was never the lighthouse because people knew that I had never been kissed and they didn't want to do that to me. Apparently there had been a girl previous years who was similar to me and was very upset when that happened to her. But the next year, when I came back the second year, I had a friend who'd also been homeschooled and also never kissed anybody. And we decided we were going to be the lighthouse keepers and we were going to kiss a boy for the first time in our lives. And I remember us uh, practicing like on the door frames, how, how fast do you go in? And we didn't want to like do anything weird. So we're like practicing on the door frames of our cabin, like trying to kiss. And, and we kissed this guy, uh, counselor. And it was the first time I ever had an experience like that. And I, it was just weird. Like I remember it was like pickier than I expected it to be. And, um, not as fun, definitely not as fun. And I just decided, yeah, I think I'm done with that. Not going to happen again. But once again, like this is the place I was at the safe place here at camp where I could just have these ridiculous experiences. My first year there, I remember there was these two boys that got in a big fight with me. Well, I got in a fight with them. They were teasing me about being homeschooled and I was super mad at them. And I was really frustrated. I was angry. And so like the weekend got over and I felt bad about it. And so I came back the next the next week and I had bought bags of Hershey's chocolate kisses. And like I said, okay, totally naive, not understanding how this comes across, goofy little weird homeschool girl who does this kind of stuff. And I went up to the first one and I was like, hey, I'm really sorry for being angry with you. You know, I shouldn't have done that. I should have just let it go. It's not a big deal. But you know that saying, kiss and make up? And that's what I did. I mean, I did that. So awkward. And <laughs> the look on his face, he was like, oh, and then I like pulled out the bag of Hershey's kisses. And he was like, ah, ha, ha, awkward laughter. And I did that to both of them. <laughs> and both of them were like, not sure what to do with me because, I mean, uh, yeah. So those are the moments, those are the memories, and those are the times that it was like, I had this opportunity to be there at camp and explore and experiment and learn and grow. And it was awkward. I mean, there were some boundary issues with me and some boy campers the first few years. Once again, just because I was totally naive and and kind of dumb about this kind of stuff and didn't understand how to say like, hey, this is not appropriate. Um, you can't talk to me like that or like not encouraging crushes and stuff like that. Like I just, I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it. And yet, because I had those summers at camp, I was able to go through those developmental stages that I would have gone through in junior high in a normal setting. Like I would have had these dumb experiences and learned and explored and grown, you know, as a junior high kid. And instead I'm like 21 and 22 trying to figure this out. And, uh, but yeah, I'm so glad that I did it. I'm so glad that I had those, those chances to just really just learn and, and develop and change. And I am so grateful to the boys at my summer camp because they took such good care of me. Like they did not try to push me at all. I never was, um, they, they never took advantage of me and my innocence. They were so good to me. And I am just so grateful to them. And I look back and there's a couple of them specifically that were there for years with me. And 
we were always just friends and they always respected me and they, they forgave me and they, they let me just be my weird self, but they took care of me. And I really, really appreciate that. And it's, it's interesting. I, I mean, I learned, <laughs> I learned, it took me some years. It took me three, four, I mean, I don't know, years of learning how to have these interactions with boys and how to have relationships with them. But I did learn. I learned boundaries. I learned about sexuality. I still tended to keep guys my age at arm's length, but my little husband, who was five years younger than me, managed to squeeze his way in because he just t- took me off guard. And, and I'm glad <laughs> it worked out. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, this summer as we talk about stories from camp. But so I don't know how many of you guys are listening to this, um, have any kind of like similar experience to me growing up in the purity culture or in um, super conservative Christian groups and stuff like that. But you know what? Give yourself grace. Like I used to be so embarrassed by these stories that I'm sharing with you right now. But I look back on that now and I'm like, I needed to go through those phases. Like I need to go through those, through those changes, do the exploration, do the, the learning, the growing. And I can give myself grace and I can say it's okay. Like it's okay. So I would just encourage you, as you look back on your story, give yourself grace. As you look back on that person, don't think of them just as yourself, but see them as a person and help to under, think about how they're feeling and what they're dealing with and why they are who they are. And then just give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Jesus gives us so much grace and so much forgiveness and so much love. He's not condemning us. He's not disappointed in us. He's not hanging his finger wagging it at us over our heads. Like he gives us so much grace. He understands who we are and how broken we are and how much love we need. So I would just encourage you guys, just, yeah, try to see yourself the way Jesus sees you, your old self, as you look back on yourself and just let things go. Forgive yourself. Allow yourself to just be the person that you were without judgment. Guys, we're going to talk next week about pranks and adventures that only happened at camp. I really appreciate this time to be able to just share these goofy stories with you, to just tell you who I was and what happened. I hope you guys are enjoying it too. And until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.